Welcome to Thrive with Confidence. This podcast provides insight into the Aquios Alliance, a buying group that connects private practices with trusted vendors and expert support. We will feature discussion with our vendor partners and optometrist members while we explore topics that will empower your independence. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Thrive with Confidence Industry Insights. I'm joined today by Teresa, Rick, and Kendall. How are you guys? Doing well. Doing great, Scott. Thank you. Having a wonderful day, Scott. Thanks for asking. How about you? Yeah, I'm, hey, I'm doing, I'm doing awesome. Hey, you know, I, I, I want to talk to you guys today about careers. So tell me what, what makes our industry something that uh, somebody would want to have a career in. Well, I tell you what, I'd, I'd love to share my experience. When I first started in this industry many, many moons ago, and I do mean many, many moons ago, because some people think <laughs> I'm old, and, and I am, I guess. So that's a little reference to Michelle on our team, made a little comment yesterday, but I, I, it'll be good for everybody to hear that. And uh, I started this industry back in 1989. It was about six months into it, Scott, and had one of those situations where a husband and wife, mom and dad brought their seven-year-old daughter into our practice. I was with Dr. Kemplin at the time, and they said point blank, we, we have our daughter struggling in school, and she's, you know, she she really needs some help, but and she's never had her eyes checked, and her teacher thinks that might be part of the problem is that she can't see she can't see the board from the back of the room or even anywhere. Is there any way you guys could help us? And for those of you who are my age, you might recognize the movie Uncle Buck. Is that car is the car they pulled up in that big old green Ford LTD that backfired when it when it turned off? That literally was the car they, they pulled up in. And Dr. Kemplin was gracious and said, we just had come off a great, great month. And he goes, you know what? Go ahead and have him fill out a uh, an exam form because we used forms back in the, in, in the ancient days instead of having our computer. <laughs> and so she filled out, the parents filled out the form. The tech worked her up. And lo and behold, Dr. Kemplin comes out front with us and says, guys, take care of her. The glasses are on me. And... Uh, she was a minus 350 in one eye, 250 in the other eye, never wore glasses. And a week, week and a half later, when she came, the glasses came in, it was a Disney frame. I can tell you to this day, it's a Disney frame with uh, the uh, temples that wrap around the ear that she picked out. Uh, Marshawn made the product at that time. I, I think they still do the Disney frames to this day. And uh, so I was the one to dispense those glasses to her. And in our office, we had windows that went you know, all the way up to the ceiling and we had trees that were right out front. And as she, as I just put those glasses on her face, I saw a smile on her face and then she looked outside and then she looked at her mother and said, mom, are those leaves on a tree? Are those birds in the tree? She had never known what a leaf looked like or what a tree looked like. Sure. She saw a blob of green, but she didn't know what a leaf looked like. And I was hooked on this industry from right there. So to answer your question, Scott, points that make it very sweet and very simple. It's an industry where you really make a change in people's quality of life. So patients may not always appreciate what goes into everything that an optometric practice does for them, but it truly is amazing to see what we do for and impact people's quality of life and long time health so they can see better and enjoy what's out there for them. So that's my answer and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. It just melted my heart. It, it, and I, I've told that story a gazillion times, but that, that, is, that, that is the reason I, I made the commitment and really fell in love with doing this and really helped watch businesses grow. 
So thank you for asking that question. Definitely paints a picture as to why why what we do is is uh, is so special. Teresa, why do you think that this is a industry that people can make a career? And Scott, you know, I, I think uh, many of us have a story very similar to Rick's, where um, you know what we see in you know happen and the transformations that happen to people's lives because of their first pair of eyeglasses um, is is truly one of the most rewarding aspects of, of our industry. And, uh, you know, I, I think back to, you know, how I got into this industry. And, you know, it was a part-time job for me when I was, you know, going to college, I was an education major and, you know, fully intended on being a high school teacher when, when I finished college. And uh, sure enough, when, you know, as I was, uh, you know, progressing in my career after school, uh, I was actually offered a, a multi-unit position within the in, within the um, company that I worked for, and and sure enough, you know, as as I thought about it and as I had these discussions with, uh, you know, some of my leadership, they're like, you're you're doing what you went to school for, you're you're teaching, you know. So I think that you know, even as we, if you're somebody who goes to college or you know goes on for um, you know higher education. You know, you can apply that in our industry. You know, I mean, we talk about, you know, the many of the main departments, your optical front desk technician. Um, but we also need people who are in marketing, people who are in operations, people who are in, um, you know, in IT and how all of these different jobs function within the optical industry as well. So you can, by all means, you know, start off as a part-time employee thinking that it's just a job while you're in school, but it turns to be a lifelong career. I, I love that. And, and, and here's, here's why I pose this question to the group is because so many times I, I, I've heard it, I've heard it time and time again, uh, I'm talking to, to a, a practice and it's a, oh, we're having, we're having turnover. Oh, why is it, why is this person leaving? Well, they're, they're leaving to go do, to go do this or, or to go do that. And, and it breaks my heart to, to hear practices losing really good quality staff members to go and do something that they could be doing with us. I had somebody say, you know what, we, I've, I've got, you know, Su Susie Q is, is, is leaving us. And I said, what? That's, that's crazy. Why? Where, where are they going? She's, she's leaving to, to become a nurse. And I said, wait a minute, she's going to leave and, and, and nothing against nursing. I, I, I think nurses are phenomenal and, and we need them. But, it, but I thought she's leaving one medical industry to go to another sector of, of, of the medical industry. And I think we don't take the time to have these conversations with our employees. And it, it's exactly what, bo what both of you guys said. It, it, there's, there's stories that we have to share. There's more to this job than, than what meets the eye. It's a career. So what do you guys think holds, holds people back from having these conversations with, with, with their staff? Fear. I think it's fair because there are so many different areas in this industry people can go into. I mean, like I said, I, I, you know, the story I shared earlier, I was an optician at that point in time, working as a tech as well, and did some other work in the office. But Dr. Kemplin always knew I wanted to get into management. And when I had that situation occur where that child at, you know, seven years young, it made, made such a huge difference there, you know, because up until then, I was thinking I'm going to go manage somewhere else. I wanted to be a leader. I wanted to do that type of thing. And 
And then once I learned more about other opportunities, I started to grow and become more within the within the industry to the point where not only was I became a, an office manager, I started managing multiple locations. I ended up managing 18 offices, but I loved seeing people grow from somebody who may only have their high school diploma being a front desk person. And two years later, the next thing you know, he or she is an assistant manager in our Northtown office, an office that did $3.5 million and having a fun time with patients and with staff members, teaching them everything he or she learned how to do over the past couple of years to be able to organize and make things run right. And, you know, I myself, after leaving Minnesota to manage 18 offices, I came back to Omaha, Nebraska, I became a frame rep. And I tell you, I would never want to become another frame rep again. Nothing against frame reps, but I would never want to do that again. But that really gave me a wonderful insight to be able to help clients now when it comes to frame board management and how that side of the business works and, and so on. So and then getting into an advising role. I mean, whoever would if somebody would have told me back in 1989 when I started <laughs> that 30 years later, I, I'd own a business called Aquios Advisors and be able to help people grow and develop their people, I would have said you're smoking crack. I said there'd be no way I would have thought that that would, well, crack wasn't around back then. So it wouldn't have been crack. It would have been doing lines of cocaine. Or heroin. <laughs> so, so I dated myself once again, boy, Michelle, I am old. She's, I mean, you're, you're just, you're, you're just going with the classic beastie boys reference. My, my manager smokes dust and just getting that out of the way. <laughs> okay. You lost me at Beast. There you board. go. Okay. Wow. So, nice job, Kendall. Anyway, so, so seriously though, I mean, I, I never would have thought this would have happened, but this is a great industry and it's always changing. It's always growing. There's new things coming about all the time that you really can make a, a future of it. And Scott, we used to say, if somebody has been in this industry for three years and they go, you know what, I'm going to go try and a lot of people would try insurance. Oh, I'm going to go work for State Farm. I'm going to go work for American Family. I'm going to do this. We'd go, you know, you've been in it more than three years. So when you're ready to come back, when you realize that's not all great, the door is open. Because sometimes you have to open the door. You need to let, let them fly. And if they come back, you know, great, bring them back in. Because there are times to rehire people back in. But if, you know, if they loved what they were doing, they're going to go somewhere else. They're going to find out it's not so it's not so great. So I honestly think, why do people not talk about this? Because at times they're worried that the, the employee will leave. If they leave for the right reason to take another job or another role in the industry, you did your job as an owner, in my opinion. If you if they leave because they don't feel there's opportunity in the industry, you're not sharing enough with those people, in my opinion. I 100% agree there because I think part of it too is that you hire someone, whether it be as a front desk, as a tech, as an optician, and if your if your office isn't doesn't do a lot of cross training or things, that staff member may think this is this is it. This is this is the only spot I can do. Where they may look at it and say, I would love to try out being an optician. I would love to be able to help in the optical. But they don't know how to ask that. They don't know how to approach. And I think that's where, as a as a leader, you know, checking in with your your team members to say, you know, not just are you happy here. I know that's a scary question uh, at the fear of them saying no. But is there anything like what can I do to help you grow? What can I do? And that's where you can open up that door to conversations of 
I, I sit up front desk and I can see optical. That looks really cool. I would love to learn that sometime. That just opens up the door to be able to help them grow and become your next optician. Yeah, I think, and, and and let me let me be clear. I I love. I think personal growth is great, and I think if if, if you know, Rick, you said it very well. If somebody's going to, if somebody's going to leave, and they're going to try something different, I'm all, I'm all for that portion of it. But it, but sadly enough, we we let them go too often without having these conversations, without sitting them down and 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 looking at them and going, what's what what are your goals in life? What 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 do you want to be when you grow up? Right? It's a way, what 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 do you want to do? And then helping them, right? We we have we have people all of the time. I mean, how many times have you guys had a conversation with with a doctor that's like we, we say, hey, let's do better with, with social media. And they're all like, I don't uh, social media, right? They're like, I hate social media. I don't want to. And it's like, but but they're surrounded by these 20 somethings who spend 90% of their time on social media. And, and, and a lot of them are pretty dang good at it too. <laughs> just like, yeah, just like Teresa said, you may have that person that they went to school to go into marketing, or right. you've got that, you've got that person that's got a creative mind. I always tell people, I am not the creative mind to ask here at Aquios. Uh, I'm, I'm come from an accounting background. Yeah. Yeah. The, I do not handle social media well uh, doing that. I could not do Holly's job. I think your spreadsheets are quite creative, Kendall. Oh, thank you. Thank you. My spreadsheets are wonderful. They're masterpieces. They're, they are. They are. <laughs> you know what? Some some would call you the songbird of your generation. <laughs> I, I've heard that once or twice. <laughs> So it's it, it. I think I think take, taking away that fear uh, and 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 having these conversations with people, Teresa. Any 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 other reasons why you think people don't have these conversations? Yeah, and you know I'm gonna take take maybe another little spin. Uh, you know, in this direction, going the same direction, but maybe fork off a little bit. Um, so we talked about how you know some careers are are developed from your your college education and and how that can be applied within the optical industry but you know there's an i am 100% for higher education um, college education beyond that but not everybody follows that path right you know maybe yeah. you intended to finish your college degree maybe you maybe you started maybe that's something that you thought you always had to do but the other really great thing about our industry is that, um, you know, everybody at some point started without any experience, without knowing anything about the optical industry. And um, if you have a passion for what you do and you, you learn quickly, you have the opportunity to grow. Um, and you may decide to, to, to stay within this industry and you may not necessarily want to be burdened down with, you know, a hundred thousand dollar university or college bill, tuition bill after that. Uh, and for, for a four year undergraduate degree, that's not even a, a yeah. master's or a doctorate degree yeah. in some, some colleges and, and universities. So, and make a very good living with, without that degree. And again, not, I, I think i very for uh, you know college education, but again, it's it's not necessarily for everyone, and it, it can absolutely with a, with a dedication and, and passion behind it, um, it can take you into many different facets within the optical industry. And people think, you know, I gotta go to I gotta go to school, I gotta finish this, you know. And, and there have been people that are in the industry that decide to leave, and to, to because they think they need that degree to go do something, you know. If that's something personal that you want, by all means. 
for 90% of, of what happens, you, you don't need it. Very well said, Teresa. It's it's not not too many careers that you can have that you can change lives the way that we do, and and not have to have that 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 four year degree. I, I agree with you. It's it's something that it is it's important to to a lot of people out there, but that it is not for everybody. And and I think to to have an opportunity like we can afford to give people without them having to have that uh, degree on a wall is one more special thing, right? That we get to do. And so I think, you know, we talk a lot about how we get to touch uh, the lives of, of, of people. And I think we, we automatically assume that we're talking about patients when, when we do that. I think as, as, as owners, as leaders, as coworkers, we've got to, we've got to think about the fact that we have an opportunity to to touch the lives and, and to change the lives of the people that we surround ourselves with every single day. That's our coworkers. That's, that's the people that work for us and, and to be able to, to, to shepherd them into a future that, that they can be proud of, that they can, like you said, make a, make a great living at and, and, but they can make a difference for somebody else. I, I'll use the word again. It's special. So I think the important thing, if anybody takes anything away from 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 this this episode today, is don't don't wait until tomorrow. Uh, sit down today, have the conversation with with the people on on your staff. You know you know who you work with every single day. You know I hope you know where where they are in life, and if you don't, ask them and and make sure that they know what they do is 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 really unique. It's very special, but they have they have a future that's over and above what they do every single day. This is not a job it is a career so thanks again for you guys for for joining us uh for a, another awesome episode uh, of industry insights uh we look forward to talking to you guys again next week that sounds like a lot of fun scott thanks for Thank having you. us scott